you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 23. There was a zoo that was noted for uh, their great collection of different animals. And one day the gorilla died. So to keep the appearance of this full range of animals, the zookeeper hired this man. He said, look, I need you to act like a gorilla. I got a gorilla costume and I want you to put it on. He said, all right. It was his first day. And he didn't really know how to act like a gorilla. So he tried to look convincing, moving around. And what happened was he got too close to the enclosure and fell off into the lion exhibit. When he fell off into the lion exhibit, he started to scream. I love this. I hope y'all laugh. Convinced his life was over until the lion spoke to him. He said, be quiet or you're going to get us both fired. (laughs) See, look, I'm good, ain't I? Telling you. This morning I want to talk about actors. Not terrible actors. Good actors. Pretenders. Deceivers. I want to talk about Hypocrites. The word hypocrite comes from two Greek words. The word is hypocritus. And literally, that word translates the interpreter from underneath. You know, that doesn't mean a lot to us. And when I first started looking at it, I was curious to what the definition meant. But in the first century, that word was well understood. It was, uh, they knew who a hypocrite was. The ancient Greek theater would wear masks, large masks, to show what character they were playing. And those actors were considered hypocrites. They would interpret the story from underneath the mask. And the interesting thing about about the actors were if they were good at it, then you would believe the character they portrayed, right? Think about that today. Barney Fife, right? We know his name wasn't Barney Fife. It's Don Knotts, right? But every time you would see him in another film... It just didn't seem right, did it? Because that was Barney. You always put him as Barney Fife. The best actors make you believe that there's something that they're not. Think about bad guys in movies. You know, you've seen over the years, same 
uh, deal. You know, you see them in another movie and, it's, and they may be playing a good guy and you're like, wait a minute, that just doesn't seem right. A bad guy that I know is a bad guy is now a good guy. So as we look at this passage today, uh, we see Jesus is using this word hypocrite to name the Pharisees and the scribes. The ones who have continuously attacked Him, who have continuously tried to make Him look like a fool. Not only in this last week before He's crucified, but all throughout His whole ministry. If you just go back with me just for a second briefly, and we talked about it in class, Matthew 22, Jesus asked the Pharisees that were gathered there in in verse 42, He says, uh, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? Then they said, the son of David. You know, Jesus was prepared to teach. Matthew 23.10 in the text we're looking at today says, And do not be called teacher, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Jesus was a teacher, the one teacher. Whatever He says to do, however He says to do it, however He does it, is how we should follow. But He asked them, "Who? what about this Christ? They said He was the Son of David. And Jesus turns and says in verse 43 through 45, uh, How then does David in the Spirit call Him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies, your footstool. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? They dare not question him after that. Jesus declares himself not only the Lord, but God. The Son of God. And then in chapter 23, from verses 13 really down to 36, he begins to list these woes. Listen to this. 13, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. 14, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. 15, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. 16, woe to you, blind guides. 23, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, verse 25. 27, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. 29, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. That word woe is a very powerful word. Divine penalty threatens me, is what it means. Divine penalty threatens me. Woe, Pharisees and scribes, divine penalty threatens you. Why? Because you're a hypocrite. Oh. (laughs) You're a hypocrite. You're an actor. You're a deceiver. You're a pretender. Look at verses 27 and 28 as we begin. 
I don't have time to look at all of these, but I want to look at this one. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, actors, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Whitewashed tombs, clean on the outside, but inside full of dead men's bones. These men were actors, the leaders. They were tricksters. They were pretenders. They acted like they were something that they were not. What a warning for us today, huh, brethren? When we look at our lives and we think about the word hypocrite, would you consider yourself to be one? And I think that the world has jumped on this word and applies it uh, pretty easily to a Christian, right? And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. They made this word a weapon for Christians, right? To discourage us. Now, I'm not saying that there's no hypocrites. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is I want us to understand how it's properly defined. And the only way to know that is by who? Jesus Christ, right? Jesus' standard, not the world's. Look at the first thing to consider this morning. A hypocrite never intends to practice what they preach. A hypocrite never intends to practice what they preach. That's a big one. Look at verses 1 through 4. Matthew 23, 1 through 4. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and His disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. (laughs) Jesus gave before this the parable of the vine dresser. In Matthew 21, uh, 33, it says that a certain landowner, God, planted a vineyard, the nation of Israel, and he set a hedge around it, dug wine press and built a tower, meaning the law and how to protect them and take care of them, and then built a tower which made them be able to watch and see and be prepared. And then finally he leases it out to some landowners to some vine dressers. The, the, the landowner leases it out to some vine dressers, which is the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. Jesus recognized that this, the, the Jewish leaders were 
the successors of Moses. They were the leaders, meaning they were responsible to teach and guide the people by the law of Moses. They were the ones to take care of the vineyard. Jesus says, therefore, observe what they say, but do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. They bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Oh, they're going to say it. Oh, they're going to tell you to do it. But guess what? They have no intention of doing it themselves. These leaders weren't practicing what they preached because they didn't want to. They never had any intention to. But there's a difference between practicing what you preach willfully and not willfully. The dean at the, at my, at the school I go to at Creve Hall uh, told me a story while we were between classes and I thought it was very interesting that he just so happened to tell me this story while I was preparing for this lesson. But he said that uh, after he would preach his wife, she's passed, and he would ask her after every lesson, you know, how he did, and she'd tell him. And uh, one Sunday he got done... And uh, he asked her, well, how am I doing? She said, I'm just going to have to be honest with you. And he was like, I was a little bit worried after she said that. And then came the punch. You're not practicing what you preach. He thought, wow, (laughs) that's an honest statement. He answered back, you're absolutely right. So what should I do? Should I water down the truth to bring it down to where I'm at so I can practice what I preach? Or should I continue to preach the truth and preach the standard and strive to live like it? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen? I'd love to be a perfect man, y'all. Without sin, without flaw, but I'm not. Every single person in the whole world, Christian or not, is going to sin. It is what it is, amen? We're going to mess up. We're going to make people upset. We're going to make people sad. We may injure somebody. We may do things that are bad. We sin. I read it in class and it's just stuck with me, this verse. Romans 7, 24 and 25. O wretched man that I am, Paul the Apostle. Who will deliver me from this body of death? He says, I thank God. You want to know how? 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. We sin. But we are, that in, we are those who are in Christ have the ability to have our sins forgiven. So let me explain it like this. A hypocrite. I've been called a hypocrite. And really and honestly, when I was called a hypocrite, I really was trying to practice what I preach. But guess what? I fell short. Jesus is taking it to the heart of these folks. It's in our heart. Ask yourself this morning, do you really intend to practice what you preach? Somebody who will go around and say the truth knows the truth and will speak what the Lord says to do. But in their heart, they have no intention of doing it. They have no desire to do the greatest command. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. They want to tell others, they want to judge others according to what God says. But they're dead on the inside. And could really care less about Jesus and what He says to do. That's how these Pharisees were. The leaders, brethren... These were the leaders of God's people could care less about God who was standing in front of them. A hypocrite is not someone who speaks the truth and what God commands and as you live your life and you sin and you mess up, It isn't because you aren't trying to practice what you preach. You just fell short. It's because you really are striving for perfection. Because you really are striving to be just like Jesus. Second thing to consider. A hypocrite only cares about himself. A hypocrite will only do something if it brings glory and honor to himself. (laughs) I'm going to go on this mission trip. I'm going to go do this for the church. And guess what? The elders are going to love me. The deacons are going to love me. And all the congregation is going to just continue to talk about me. Me, me, me. Because I am a rock star, man. Because it's all about me. Jesus in Luke 17, 5 and 10, and I don't have to go, uh, I don't have time to go through it all. The, The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Jesus asked them, uh, 
Which one of you having a servant that has come into the house says, Come in at once and eat? And I'm paraphrasing. Will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk? And afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant? Because he did the things that were commanded him? Jesus said, I think not. Luke 17, 10, he says, So likewise, when you have done all those things which are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Everything we do for the kingdom is for Him. That sounds terrible. It was just my duty. Absolutely it is your duty. He says he cares about the sparrows, right? I talked about it Wednesday. But he knows exactly how many hairs are on your head. And continues to know how many hairs are on your head. If you do what I tell you to do, you'll be successful. Do it, please. Everything we do should be for the kingdom and for His glory. Not for us and our glory. The Pharisees were promoting themselves to be this very, uh, these very religious men. Look at verse 28. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men. But inside, the real you... You're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. You can care less. He's trying to tell these people. Divine punishment is coming if you don't change who you are on the inside. They loved the best places to sit. They loved uh, to be in front of everybody. They loved being called rabbi, rabbi. They put these phylacteries. Uh, look at verse 5. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. The phylacteries were put on uh, their hand and on their forehead. They were a leather box and it had scripture in it. And they made these things big. Could you imagine? Big and big so people could see it. They made their garments big so people would notice them. Recognize me, man. I'm religious. How disrespectful is that? Here's an application for us today. If it's all about us, and it's all about how we think it should be done, we may be working our way to becoming a hypocrite. They love being called teachers. So what are you saying, Matt? Don't say you appreciate people. Don't say good job. Don't encourage the brethren. No, that's not what I'm saying. We should do that. But the person receiving it, how do they receive it? 
to bring glory and honor to their self, to exalt their self. Which brings me to the last point this morning. A hypocrite has forgotten who should be exalted. Jesus is pretty straightforward to these Pharisees and scribes. He gives them one last chance to hear exactly how they're living and the way they could change. They would have to be willing to repent. But that wasn't going to happen. They had forgotten who should be exalted, and that is the Lord. That's why He says, Woe to you! Divine penalty is threatening. What a great lesson to hear about. What a great lesson to think about. But if we don't look into our lives and see how we're living and see if we need to change, nothing will happen. Look at verse 7 through 10. Greetings in the marketplaces and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teacher, for one is your teacher, the Christ. There's one teacher, and it's the Christ. And look what he says in verse 11. The Christ now, the one teacher, he says, but he who is the greatest among you, shall be your servant. Your servant. A hypocrite isn't going to be a servant. I couldn't imagine somebody telling me what to do. I got to figure it out, right? Jesus came to do the Father's will, and He did it, therefore... And it made him the greatest. Here's the question this morning, brethren. Are we actors? Are we putting on a show? If we really took a good look at the inside, who is the king of the castle? Hmm. Boy, that makes me want to readjust some stuff in my life. I don't know about you. Do we have any intentions on practicing what we preach? Or do we just like to throw it out to make us look religious? Like we're a Christian, but really in our hearts? Far from it. Are we pretenders putting on a show. Are we interpreters under the mask? I prayed for this lesson. I prayed that this lesson may have touched somebody's heart. Brethren, if you're not doing right, do right. If you're not living the way you need to live, live right so you can change somebody's lives. If you're here today and you need to repent, if you need to make your life 
back what it needs to be. Maybe you've done something publicly that people know about. Maybe you, you've uh, brought shame upon the church. You can make it right today. But maybe you need to obey the gospel. Jesus is the man. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You come through Him by believing who He is. Believing that He came, that He was buried, and that He rose again. Believing that you've got to repent. He said, unless you repent, you'll all likewise perish. You've got to confess before men. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. And then being baptized in water for the remission of your sins. Ananias told Paul, one of the most powerful verses I know about baptism. Ananias told Saul at the time, what are you waiting on? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Your sins are only washed away when you're baptized in water, fully immersed. And then you can live that faithful life unto death. Whatever you need, whatever your desire to do is, come right now as together we stand and sing.